Support for this podcast comes from Smart Dreamers. Smart Dreamers helps your HR team to accelerate talent acquisition with unique end-to-end marketing automation software built specifically for recruitment. Companies from L'Oreal and UiPath to Temenos and Gempak use Smart Dreamers to automate their talent acquisition channels and processes. Their clients are powering talent acquisition at a fraction of the cost and generating employer brand gravity in the process. This means more, better candidates and lower cost per hire. No matter what recruitment software you're using, Smart Dreamers integrates with all of them, a perfect fit for your software ecosystem. If you want more, better candidates at a fraction of the cost, visit www.smartdreamers.com that's www.smartdreamers.com to learn more and schedule a demo. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome episode 196 of the Recruiting Future podcast. The gender balance in the tech workforce is a well-documented issue and something that's sadly still a massive problem for employers. Back in 2015, I interviewed Sinead Bunting about the then newly created Tech Talent Charter, an initiative designed to bring together industries and organisations to drive diversity and address gender imbalance in technology roles. Four years on, it was great to catch up with Sinead again to see how things have progressed and what companies are proactively doing to solve this problem. Hi Sinead and welcome to the podcast. Hi Matt, Uh, how are you today? I'm very good, thank you. Very good indeed. Could you just introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do? So my name is Sinead Bunting. I'm a marketing professional and I'm also the creator and co-founder of a a diversity initiative called the Tech Talent Charter. And can you tell us a little bit about the Tech Talent Charter, what it is, how it came about, and what its objectives are? Yeah, sure. So essentially, it's an industry-wide initiative to drive a greater diversity uh, in the world in the in the world of tech, but the tech workforce. So it's it's not just about you know big tech companies; it's any type of tech role um, across industries. Um, we kind of set it up a few years ago and the inspiration behind it um if if you um if you if you will was um is actually um Catelyn Moran and um she's a comedian and um a writer so maybe a, a bit of a strange one for a tech talent um, initiative but she uh, launched her book um a few years ago in um in Union Chapel in Islington in London and um she said one thing which was if 90% of coders are men owning and developing the language of the future women won't be part of the conversation and it kind of really highlighted um the challenge that we face in the, in the tech workforce um only 17% of the tech workforce is female and, and of course, um, females make up half the population, and it's such a you know critical and fundamental you know element of today and the future. So, um, the kind of uh, what we wanted to do was um, come together to collectively move the dial and, and change that. And I think what we recognised back then is, and still is, there's so many amazing 
you know, initiatives, you know, driving diversity in tech. But there wasn't sufficient change. And um, I, I kind of really felt that, you know, we can do our own thing here. At the time I was working at Monster, we could do our own thing. And we did do initiatives. And it's really important that folks do that. But to really make a difference, you know, collectively people are stronger. And that's the very ethos of the Tech Talent Charter. Uh, the other kind of fundamental part of it is that we weren't about reinventing the wheel and kind of, you know, showing, you know, folks, this is how you should do this, do that. We're, we were all about joining the dots and kind of being the kind of linchpin, the kind of, um, you know, entity that's kind of uh, drawing the whole ecosystem together and signposting all the amazing things that are happening out there. So that's the kind of the main principle um, is to drive greater diversity in, in the tech workforce. And how how does that actually work in practice? Do, do people sign up to the charter? What what's involved? What are the sort of specifics around it? Yeah, so it, it is a charter, and um, the charter has uh, certain principles, protocols, and um, the uh, main principles are number one. It's what um, has been called uh, the Rooney Rule, and um, essentially, you may be familiar with that. It's um, from the NFL football where. Um, in NFL football, um, there's uh, you know lots of you know African um, American superstars, but very few actually go on to become coaches. And uh, Rooney is, is is a guy who um, owned the Pittsburgh Steelers football club. He recently died, I think it was last year. And his whole thing was we have to get more diversity in you know in coaching you know folks who are leading these um, uh, football teams, and he wasn't you know saying that there should be affirmative action but his whole kind of um principle was you don't have to recruit um you know a non-white person but you you have to at least you know have different folks in the recruitment process so um to kind of mix it up to get different diversity at the very top of the funnel so that was the principle so um that's the kind of main thing of the tech talent charter was you know you don't have to recruit a woman we know the pipeline you know, isn't, you know, full of uh, women, but you do, where possible, have to consider recruiting one or trying to, you know, re- you know, speak to one and interview one. So that was one of the main principles. The second main principle was you have to, um, you know, try your best to adhere to recruitment and retention best practices. So in terms of, you know, writing job ads, in terms of the interview process, all, all the kind of different principles that we'll go on to talk about. And the third really big pillar of the Tech Talent Charter was data. The the kind of amazing lady that um, helped uh, kind of you know set it up with me, uh, Amali de Alves. She's um, CEO of Code First Girls. She had this lovely kind of saying, which is "What gets measured gets done." And we were very kind of keen from the very outset to understand what we're dealing with. So um, people who sign up to the charter. What is your ratio um, of uh, folks in your tech workforce? How many women do you have in the tech workforce? And um, the reason for that was, and it's anonymized, we, we're not there to name and shame people. You know, everyone's a bit pants at this. It's really um, to kind of understand the benchmarks. And the reason for that is understanding what we're dealing with, but also it means that in a year's time or two years' time, it, we can see have we made any progress? Has this initiative actually worked and made a difference? Because that's what it's all about. We want to make a difference. Now, you asked, um, what do you do? Well, what we've uh, kind of been focusing on for the last uh, couple of years, 18 months certainly, is getting people to sign up to the to the charter and adhere and kind of uh, aspire to all those um, uh, principles. And uh, so far, um, we've got over 300 signatories. 
um, including the likes of um, EY, Cancer Research, Global Radio, uh, Microsoft, um, Accenture, all, all these uh, you know, folks and the UK government. Uh, and the whole of the UK government um, have signed up to the charter and um, its principles, which um, has been fantastic. You, you mentioned data as being a core principle there. Um, has the is there any sort of interesting things that the data has um, has, has shown you? Is there anything that you can um, you can sort of share to date from um, the, the, the 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 people that have signed up? Sure. Um, so we launched our first report in January at our annual event and. Um, what was heartening to see was that all our signatories um, in aggregate, 27% of their workforce is female. So um, well above the average of 17%. And I guess, you know, that's probably not too surprising because these are folks who, um, you know, care enough um, to actually sign up and do something about it. So that was good to see. Um, the second thing that really stood out certainly for us was that um, the small and medium-sized companies were the organizations who were really leading the charge and were really kind of um, kind of being really good at the progress so they were much better than big corporates and I guess again um, they're probably they've got the ability to be a bit more agile and to kind of set their culture from the outset so so that was good to see as well that you know you don't need uh, big HR functions to make a difference. Uh, small and medium-sized companies are making the difference and are doing a better job at it at the moment. So digging into some of the best practices that you mentioned, when it comes to recruiting and retention, what should employers be thinking about when it comes to gender balance um, in, in this particular area? There's a number of initiatives that you know, can make the difference. And, you know, this won't be a surprise to many of your listeners. And it's really, um, you know, how you portray yourself and um, communicate is fundamental. And uh, the key um, element of uh, recruitment is the simple job posting. And uh, we do know um, the kind of, uh, we do know that women have an imposter syndrome. We do know that they maybe uh, lack the confidence. And we know that kind of age old stat that, I think it is that, you know, women will apply for a job if they have 90% of the skills, whereas males, men will, will go for it if they have 60%. And um, the language uh, that you use in job postings is, is really influential. So instead of having those essential requirements, you know, maybe uh, make them a bit more um, kind of transferable or aspirational. Um, secondly, it's the language you use. Um, that kind of can really put off, um, you know, folks, whether it's, you know, let's work hard, play hard, let's knock it out of the ballpark, like all these kind of sporting analogies, which are very subtle, but are signals to, you know, females that this place isn't maybe where I will flourish or where I belong. So um, we know that there's this fantastic tool, um, a piece of um, tech by Kat Matfield, a uh, female com computer programmer. And it's essentially where you can paste in um, your copy for your job posting and it tells you if you're using overly masculine words or if it's neutral or indeed if it's, you know, using lots of female words. So there's, um, and she that's open source, you can go and use that. And one of the uh, initiatives of the Tech Talent Charter is to try and um, get all our recruitment signatories and companies to start utilizing that. And uh, to kind of, um, that's the first, you know, quite easy step is to kind of just be really mindful of how you portray yourself and what, what language you use to communicate. And um, I've been to a number of um, events where 
some organizations have said that once they've started doing that there has been a significant change so so that's one element another one is and i spoke i speak to different people and um some companies approach them and go i don't know what's what's going on you know we're not really getting that diversity kind of come in and i'm you know applying for jobs and um then you look at their website and it's um it's all it's not particularly diverse and it's you know bean bags and kind of uh, lots of uh, maybe uh, non-diverse folks there so again visually um you know what can you do and i, I actually I, I really loved the there was an initiative um that was launched i think it was about two months ago and um i think there's an organization called uk black tech and they have um released uh, a kind of a library of stock photography featuring um you know black professional black people um and uh you know it's free for everyone so you know you can use it so there's no excuse not to be using kind of um different types of um, groups and folks in your um imagery and and of course there's the whole thing what you can't um what you can't see can't be so you know even the language and the visuals are really important but more importantly can make that difference so moving on to the retention part i'm imagining that's just as fundamental when it comes to uh when it comes to this yeah whenever you know we first started looking into this a few years ago what we found was that the females that do um, arrive at the tech, tech workforce, uh, they tend to leave um, uh, in quite significant numbers as well. And that's a result of, a, of the, an environment. So the environment's not really kind of conducive to them. It's um, not somewhere where they feel they can flourish. So kind of facilitating an environment where they feel like they belong and they feel like they can be themselves and that meets their life needs uh, is really fundamental. And um a big part of this is flexible working and shared parental leave. I have to say, I do not believe we will ever get gender equality in the world until we have shared parental leave. It's a huge thing. And, um, you know, to me and, uh, you know, to everyone at Tech Talent Charter, you know, shared parental leave, you know, if you have it as a policy in your HR handbook, that is not you, you know, embedding that in your culture. You know, culture is what you reward and what you censure, you know. And um, if you're not embedding it, if you're not championing it, it will not become a norm. It will not become part of your culture. So, um, you know, flexible working, you know, if a man, you know, takes up, um, sorry, shared parental leave and flexible working, if a man takes up shared parental leave, it should be championed. Um, you know, it should be kind of highlighted as something that is good and that, kind of gives folks permission that this is a culturally acceptable thing to do so it's really important that you promote it whether it's in championing people who do it whether it's in internally promoting it you know i'm working at, at an organization at the moment where in every single meeting room on the plasma screen is a message about shared parental leave with imagery of a man with his children and you know, at the all hands, uh, you know, company all hands, the CEO, uh, you know, a couple on a couple of occasions has said, you know, shared parentally, this is, you know, amazing. So it's that kind of thing that starts to embed it and starts to make it really genuinely culturally acceptable. So, so that's really important. Um, so there's, there's a number of things, you know, and of course, flexible working. And it's not just about women. And, it's, you know, it's about the fact that, you know, you may have, you know, you, know, you may be a carer of parents, you may have other things in your life, you know, flexible working uh, lets your workforce flourish in many ways. And it's not just about a, a women thing or a mother thing. It's about kind of letting, you know, work and life balance work for everyone. One of the topics that we've covered a few times on the podcast is um, unconscious bias. Um, what 
advice or best practices would you um, sort of recommend to help companies um, solve their problems with unconscious bias? So unconscious bias, I know that there are numerous um, training sessions um, that you can do on unconscious bias. And the thing is, we all have our biases. You know, we're humans. We've been, you know, socially, you know, so we've been socialized uh, with certain beliefs and certain uh, natural biases. It, it's, it's natural. But I've seen also some research that says, you know, unconscious bias training doesn't actually work either. Um, and I've seen um, a recent, um, I'm uh, judging an awards for an organization on diversity and inclusion. And uh, there's a company called Hidden, I think it is. And, you know, what they're doing is presenting companies with, you know, CVs and profiles um, without um, names and things that can kind of give away certain clues as to who they are. Um, so it's based purely on skills and uh, experience, etc. So I do think um, there's a wee bit more needs to be done on it, obviously. But I think um, unconscious bias is certainly um, an area that, um, you know, we should still explore and uh, understand how we can ensure that we're not kind of being biased, biased to the detriment of different groups. So what employers and organisations are, are doing this well? Is there anyone who's sort of signed up to the charter who um, has got some sort of great evidence um, of some of the things they're doing and the, and the results that they're getting? By signing up to the charter, our 300 signatories have shown to the world that they are committed and they've you know, provided their um, data so they know what they're dealing with you know and um, it means that in a year's time they'll be able to see have we actually made a difference so that's the beauty of the data piece in this whole initiative is that each of our signatories will know have we actually made any progress and of course we will release that at our next annual kind of event and report so we'll be able to actually definitely see. And um, part of that report is also um, showing case studies and best practice because that's a joy as well. The joy of signing up is that you may not be very good at the moment, but you can see what other folks have done. And I mentioned earlier that small to medium-sized businesses um, who have signed up to the charter have done particularly good things. Um, a more maybe well-known company um, who have done quite some good stuff uh, is Global Radio. So the you know owners of Capital FM, you know LBC, etc. They were one of the original signatories um, from the very start. And um, they have done some really good stuff in uh, introducing females um, right at the very start, either in apprenticeships or in graduates, um, to kind of get them into the funnel. And then they, you know, employ a number of kind of retention best practices to ensure that they stay there once they've gotten them. So, um, you know, and the, of course, I will say this because I'm trying to sell this tech talent charter in. By the way, it's free to sign up is that if you sign up, you get access to all the practical playbooks and all the case studies and all the networking events that will enable you to go, we need help, how can you do it? And so that's a big kind of um, plus if you sign up. So you've been involved with this since the very beginning. What's surprised you the most um, as this has evolved? I would I would say that this has probably been... Um, a highlight of my career in in the last number of years and um, whenever you know we called on people to kind of join uh, the tech talent charter um, I kind of knew that it had to be a collective and I've gotten to meet some of the most inspirational collaborative uh, people um, and uh, I feel very blessed and what it's what it's been joyful is that sometimes you can have death by committee. Sometimes you can have, you know, how do you manage all these different agendas, different egos, different that. 
for the last couple of few years, um, you know, you know, being involved in this and creating it, is that everyone cares, everyone is passionate, and everyone um, has you know set aside their own individual agendas to try and collectively make a difference. And you know what? Um, I'm just being really surprised at how amazing it is and collectively what, what you can do. And um, I, to me, it's, it's a kind of it's a lesson and uh, affirmation and hope. It's a it's an affirmation in you know collaboration, and um, it's just the start. We've got so so much further to go, and we need so much more help. So to me, um, it's been um, you know really affirming. But it's not just women who are part of this as well, and a big part of the success has been male allies who uh, have joined the initiative so we have a ceo the um, you know incredible debbie foster um and we also have two you know males who are um, fellow directors ian andrews from nationwide and andy Givens. and uh, these guys um have been huge advocates and allies in making this you know successful and i think um when it comes to diversity when it comes to inclusion you know we, we have a i don't we call it three A's, and I'm sure we haven't, uh, we, we didn't kind of um, make that up. But, um, you know, it's, you know, are you an ambassador? Are you an ally? Are you an advocate? And I think for everyone, it's who are you and what are you and what role do you play? You can be, you know, various in both. But, um, you know, it's really everyone has a role to play in kind of making, you know, making sure we have an inclusive culture. I would ask, um, I would ask people what triple A are you um because you have a role to play and we're not going to make a change unless we all kind of do it together i know that sounds trite but it, it is true so what's next what does the future look like for the tech talent charter we have done you know lots in terms of making progress in getting signatories signed up we've got the uk government signed up we've got some amazing you know big brands big organizations small brands and um that's great that's that's a good foundation and what we haven't done enough of and what we're about to do is talk to actually women, you know, um, talk to females in the UK workforce. And our next initiative is to launch a consumer facing campaign in September of this year. And um, this, um, you know, happened. Uh, there was a TFL competition last year. And um, it offered half a million pounds worth of free advertising to the brand that could um, show women themselves in advertising because UCL did some research that showed that women don't see themselves in advertising. It's, you know, this beach body ready kind of, you know, stuff. So um, uh, TFL kind of did this competition and uh, I thought, ah, here's a chance for the Tech Talent Charter to get our message out there and get half a million pounds worth of funding. This is excellent. We had to find a creative team though to put work on creative and as a marketing person uh creative agencies can be quite expensive but i was lucky enough to find this amazing female creative team who had heard of what we do at the tech talent charter and said whatever you need we'll do it and they presented to the tech talent charter seven different creative concepts we whittled it down to two amazing new, new concepts and we submitted them sadly we did not win the competition um, it was actually won by Holland and Barrett 
it was a campaign for the menopause, which was incredible. So um, it was a worthy winner. But what we have, we've got these um, you know, two fantastic creative concepts that we're going to, we're currently testing them at the moment to see you know, what resonates, what works. Is there a clear call to action? Do people understand it? And we will work with 300 of our signatories and hopefully some sponsors to get the message out there. And the key message that we're going to go with is, you know, females have so many skills that lend themselves to a career in tech. And, you know, we need you. We need those skills, whether it's multitasking, whether it's kind of project management, all those things, all that leadership, all those qualities, we need it. So that's the message. We're going out in September. Um, we've got the foundation of our signatories. We need more, by the way. But now we're going to go out to females across the UK and say, come to the website, find out, you know, um, who's, who's, what education there is on offer, find out what mum returner programs are on offer, and also find out what jobs our signatories have. So again, we're joining the dots, bringing together all the initiatives out there and making it easier for we, for women, for females to see what they can do. So we're really quite excited about that. Lots to do in making that happen. And again, if anyone would like to get you know involved and support in making this happen, that would be fantastic. So final question, um, how can people get involved um, and how can employers sign up? So all you need to do is go to the techtalentrider.co.uk website and um just you know upload your details and, and we'll get in touch and um what you do is um there's a couple of kind of principles that you kind of sign up to one is that um you'll give your anonymized data uh, the other is that you will kind of try and recruit a woman where possible you will aspire to those recruitment and retention best practices and we also ask that you have a a senior signatory, a senior stakeholder in the organisation um, to ensure that, um, you know, you actually, this actually happens because we know that, you know, we're all doing more with less resource and you really kind of, you know, need, do need a bit of time to kind of, you know, make this a reality. So those are the key things. Come to the website, sign up and get involved. And um, honestly, we've already we've made lots of progress, but there's so much more to do and we need you. Sinead, thank you very much for talking to me. Thanks so much, Matt. My thanks to Sinead Bunting. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts or via your podcasting app of choice. The show also has its own dedicated app, which you can find by searching for Recruiting Future in your app store. If you're a Spotify user, you can also find the show there. You can find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com on that site, you can subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.